0: view display, O meanly wrapped in swaddling clothes and in a manger laid, Thus spake the sarah, and forthwith appeared a praising God. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver a child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, And wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them at the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people." To you is born this day in the city of David, a Saviour who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you and you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel with a a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known that they they made known what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in, their, in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen, heard and seen, as it had been told to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. I hope everyone had a a wonderful Christmas Eve day preparing for things. I I, I came tonight feeling quite stressed with all the things that needed to be done, all the um, cups that needed polishing, all the tables, all the places that need to be set, all the things that needed to be done, gas bottles for the barbecue, all the things that we need to follow up as we prepare for a great feast to celebrate our the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ. What stood out for me in the reading today is how Mary treasured the words and pondered them in her heart. If you look inside your pew sheets tonight, you'll see a a reflection that I put together that talks about the myth and the reality of Christmas. Very often we start with our hearts and try and make our minds work out what our heart is telling us. And yet in tonight's tonight's gospel story we hear that we start off with the words, the words that have been brought to Mary and then she ponders them in her heart. We read different passages in the Bible and in most of the passages we we think about how all the things that we do start off as thoughts. The thought that we have ends up being the action that we have, ends up somehow manifesting into what we do. And in tonight's reading we see that the shepherds have brought great news to Mary about how the angels had announced that the Lord and the Messiah was here on earth. And having had A visitation from the angel, having had the words from the heavenly realm, now she has the words from those that are part of her realm, part of the earth, telling her that Jesus, her son, is the Messiah and he has been brought to her. And so I went on a bit of a journey as I prepared for tonight about what are the words that we treasure and what are the words that we take into our hearts. We like to think of Christmas as the stable, as this wonderful stable with golden hay and with um, all the animals gathering around and uh, as the drummer boy beats his drum, apparently they kind of you know, bat, you know nod their heads to the beats of the drum and it's all kind of synchronised. But the reality was very different. As we read today, Mary and uh, Joseph had to, be in the inn. They couldn't find a place in the inn or, as I would like to translate it, in the guest house. And and they didn't arrive on the night. They were already there. They had been there for a while. So when Mary was due due to give birth, in some ways her family had said, well, you've got to leave the house. You can't have the child here. You've got to be somewhere else. And some people will reflect on that and some of the commentaries I've seen reflect on that because well, they didn't want to have Mary you know, feeling embarrassed and being in the house, so they asked them to go to another space. But then I look at the Gospel of Matthew where Joseph was wrestling with the idea of remaining righteous and remaining and trying to be true to Mary and allow her to leave without, to, without her being stoned to death for being pregnant outside of marriage, and yet he's told to stick by his wife. So in some ways I look at this story and the words that come to my heart are those that say, well, they were together as a family but the shame of having a child being born out of wedlock meant that Mary and Joseph had to go to a different space, a space where it was amongst the shepherds, it was in the shepherd's field and so they were alone in this dark cave. It wasn't this beautiful wooden structure if, you ever, if we ever get a chance, I'm going to love to take this whole parish across to the Holy Land for a journey. Um, when you walk around and actually go and see where, uh, where they say that the, apparently every time, this, what I noticed in my Holy Land tour was every special place in the Gospel seemed to have a church built on top of it. So where the loaves were, loaves and fish fed, the th- there's a church. Where Mary gave birth, there's a church. Where they lived, there's a church surrounding it. So when you go to the church where, of the nativity, you actually, go, you actually walk down into this cave. Even though there's marble around it, you're actually walking down into this dingy, dark sort of space. And if it wasn't lit in the way it was, it would, it would, feel, quite, it would feel quite dark and, and you'd be very isolated. And uh, in the pew sheet tonight, you'll see a picture of one of the caves that uh, I visited while I was there which I I thought was the most similar to what I had seen when I visited. So here we have this situation where Mary and Joseph are outside the family because in in some ways they're the black sheep of the family. They're the ones that are ostracised because of what they've done. And so the words I treasure tonight are part of this example that I see in Joseph and Mary of their devotion to God no matter what the consequences for their relationship with those that are around them is. We see Mary and Joseph continuing the journey as the angels had foretold, Joseph standing by his wife and Mary continuing to to go through the process of having the Saviour come to earth. So then it comes to my mind as I ponder it with my heart, who are the people that are meant to be here in our church that we haven't got. And I kind of thought about it tonight as I was thinking about a few people that have been sleeping on our premises because they've uh, found financial difficulties and maybe I should have walked over to the Coles car park and just walked around and found the people that were sleeping there and invited them to come to our church. Because in this story, the shepherds are the ones in the field. If you go to the shepherd's field, it's quite a dirty isolated place. You walk around and it's quite muddy. It's it's not a very comfortable place to be in at all. And when we went, it was January and it was very, very cold. It was minus four. So when they say it was a cold night, it was a cold night. Uh, It was a very cold night. So I think to myself, as I ponder these words, as I ponder this example of the gospel, where does my heart lead me to find the people that that don't know about Jesus or haven't yet come across the gospel? Who are the people in our family that we consider to be the black sheep of our family? The people that, well, when we have a gathering, they're always a satellite to the family and never brought in to the middle of the t- into the middle of where they're supposed to be. Is there someone in your life that you consider on the outer because of an age-old argument that you've had or a disagreement that started 20 years ago and somehow hasn't been resolved. They're the treasure, these words that I look at tonight, that I treasure, lead me to look at my life and think about who am I ostracising and who am I not including in what I am doing. Because Jesus comes to a town called Bethlehem, the house house of David, the the town which is called the, uh, the town of bread. The home of bread. So the the, the life giving body and body of Jesus Christ, that is the bread that we eat, is signified by the town itself. And he comes into a town amongst the shepherds, where the lambs are taken from the from the shepherd's field and they walked for five miles, and they become the lambs that are sacrificed at Yom Kippur. This is where our Saviour was, the lamb that was to be sacrificed for our sins, in the house that gives us bread the, bread, the bread that we need to sustain ourselves every day, and yet Jesus becomes the bread of our eternal life. So as we think about and as we ponder the words tonight, can I ask you to extend your lens past the Western uh, orientation of what is what the stable is what the christmas is what what we how we see christmas night and see it from the place of the gospel which was a dirty place which was a dark place which was a place where the shepherds were unclean and could never ever enter the into the table, into the temple whilst they could gather the gather the lambs to take to the temple and allow other people to Um, atone for their sins on Yom Kippur, they could never participate because they were ceremonially always unclean. So I ask you to look at the words that you treasure. Is it the feeling of what we see in the European style of Christmas that we treasure? Or do we look to the Gospel and try and understand the the immense energy that is behind what we read tonight? about where our saviour goes to reach out to those that are isolated to where our saviour goes to reach out to those who are alone and I pause now because it's midnight so I'd ask you to light your candles and just put them in front of you and Mari's just going to do a few things for me like uh, Put a few candles out and, of course, light the whole church up so that we have the light of Christ amongst us as we move forward. And hopefully everyone's got their own candle. If you haven't got one, um, Violet, who's lying down sleeping on the on the bench there um she'll come around and and make sure that you've got one the vicar's daughter is asleep on the on the pew so as we move forward from tonight into tomorrow maybe there's a conversation you could have with someone and just invite them to the table if you feel there's someone in your family that's left out. If there's someone that you haven't spoken to in a while, maybe just have a quick phone call or a quick message on Facebook or Instagram or Telegram or whatever app you use to send messages to each other. But this is a time to seek out those that in your might be lost in your family or to seek out those relationships that have been broken and rebuild them. I hope you have a blessed day tomorrow for Christmas and uh, celebrate with your family. But also remember the potency of the story that is in front of us. It's about a saviour who came in, in the most humblest form to be with the people that no one else wanted to be with. Let's be the hands, feet, And face of Christ to those that no one else would like to, would dare visit. The Lord be with you. Let us together affirm the faith of the church. I believe in God, the Father almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried he descended to the dead. On the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion